Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. It's our Eagles insider, Tim McManus, and that's probably the most juicy thing right now with the Eagles. What do they do next? And do they select a quarterback at number six? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear hotline, including the play-by-play voice of the Lakers. Big spot last night against the Nets, John Ireland. Johnny I! In 10 minutes. But let's focus on that number six. The Eagles have the sixth overall pick in the draft. Carson Wentz, as you know, is out. Jalen Hurts remains. And everybody seems to think that that's obviously not going to be enough. Even if you draft somebody at six and you have Hurts, that's two super young guys in the locker room. Sal Palantonio was with us earlier this morning. He knows the Eagles as well as anybody and said, at the very least, you have to add a veteran to that group at the very, very least, considering their head coach also is a first-time head coach. That's a lot of youth. You need a little experience. Here's what, okay. So I'm going to put my general manager, president of a team hat on. President of ESPN, president of a team. Whatever. All over the place. I'm going to figure it out for the Eagles really quick. Go for it. I can get real tricky with it, right? I can sign a veteran, a dump truck veteran. Go get me a guy. Just a, you know, third. I don't even need you to start. I need you to be a coach in the room. Not even a bridge guy. No, I don't need a bridge guy. No, because a bridge guy doesn't do anything for me. I, I, can, I can keep Jalen Hurts. I can get a middle-of-the-road veteran that still has a lot of skins on the wall, a Sam Darnold. Okay. And I can give you a second or a third-round pick, and I can pluck a Sam Darnold. And I can have him battle it out with a Jalen Hurts. But I can go get me a veteran guy, a guy, a, a Ryan Fitzpatrick type. A type. Like, you know, here's $2 million. I need you to be a coach. I need you to be in the room with these guys. Because remember, you're going to come to camp with three or four different quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't have to use the six pick on a rookie. I can go and get, like I said, I can go get Sam. If I'm the Eagles, I'm looking at Sam. I'm looking at Sam. And I'm saying to myself, I'm going to get a Jets a third-round pick for him. I'm going to get a Jets a second-round pick for him. How, how about that? I'll give you a second-round pick for Sam Darnold. Wouldn't you would, – would, would, would that work? Like, I would like, do it. And if go I were get the Eagles, me, I would do it. I, go get me a – trying to think who's out there that got – get me a Blaine Gabbard type. Mm-hmm. One of them type of dudes that just, you know, got a few uh, – Chase Daniels. One of them guys that got, you know, hey, hold the clipboard – Tuck your pants, he'd be a coach. Right? Josh McCown. Maybe not Josh, but that How about Alex type Smith? Of guy. Alex Smith could be one of those guys, right? But he I mean, can still play a little yeah, bit. So he but, may but, have some value to somebody. But yes, an Alex Smith type. Here's a few million bucks. I want you to come and be the guy here. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano. Hearing everything that Key says here, but here's what Dan thinks. He said this last night on Spain and Fitz, if you know anything about the organization, you can expect this. If I know the Eagles and there's a guy they like at number six, they're going to take him, right? <laughs> because you don't, you don't just you pass on a guy you think is going to be a franchise quarterback just to spare Jalen Hurts' feelings or to be fair to Jalen Hurts. That's just sort of not how they operate. So uh, I think the Eagles are not at the end of their quarterback journey here. Here's my rationale and why I think this actually makes sense. Just Key and Jay, you tell me what you think. I think you have to ask yourself, if you're the Philadelphia Eagles right now with just Jalen Hurts in the fold, you have to ask yourself, 
one question. And I know this question cannot be answered at this juncture because he started four games, only three of which meant anything with regards to the playoffs. Extremely small sample size. The question is simple. Is Jalen Hurts good enough to be our starting quarterback? And right now the answer to that question is, I know the answer is, I don't know. If the answer to that question was yes, like, wow, we got something in this guy. This is incredible. We should have made this move earlier. He's provided a spark, the word Doug Peterson said. If the answer to the question is, is Jalen Hurts our long-term quarterback, then you absolutely positively skip on the sixth pick. But key, if the answer is, I don't know, it's too early, not really, probably not, firm no, I'm not sure. Well, you should have never traded Carson Wentz. I got you. But I think if you want, but if, but if it was untenable and the relationship was beyond yeah. repair and you just had to move them to save face, largest dead cap hit in NFL history, the Rams are actually at two and three, believe it or not, with Goff and Woods. Teams are willing to burn through money at any cost. But if the answer is anything but yes, you got to draft somebody at six because key, what's our poll question this morning? If you don't have a quarterback that you believe in, oh, yeah. you don't have anything. Yeah, I, I just, for me, I like Jalen Hurts. I can, I, I'm okay with what I saw. Because I understand where the quarterbacks are in this league. I understand that. Some got big, gigantic arms. The successful ones got great legs and arms. So I understand where it's at outside of Tom Brady. Outside of Tom Brady, everybody else that we talk about, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, uh, Lamar Jackson, all them dudes can run. Mm -hmm. And they got big arms. So when you look at it, this is where the league is going. So why do you think that he's not the guy when you got rid of a guy that you gave a hundred and something million dollars to four years or th- two years ago? Because they can't get out of their own way. They can't get right. And if you guys remember what happened after Jalen Hurts got drafted in the second round, Howie Roseman came out and said, well, we're quarterback factory. So everything is telling me that if they feel – like, they, they're going to have a franchise like quarterback, even if that is Zach Wilson. Like, they'll probably trade up to get him. Here, here, here's, this is just absolutely embarrassing for Eagles fans. It's embarrassing. The, the egg on the face of Howie Roseman is going to be incredible when Carson Wentz and the Indianapolis Colts have a great season because he's actually going to have an O-line. And then people are going to start talking about, well, this is the Carson Wentz that was two years ago that you know, was on his way to taking this team to the Super Bowl before Nick Foles came and took over. It's, I, and I understand that you know Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman, the owner, and the gym, they're together. But I don't understand how Howie Roseman's name isn't out there more to be on the hot seat with the way this is disintegrating, especially if they get another young quarterback and it doesn't pan out again. He was the yet architect they the, of the Super Bowl championship. Exactly. He's yeah, the one that put not, it all together. Yeah, it, it, there's nothing. I'm not dumping on Howie Roseman. He also was the guy who hired Chip Kelly. Then Chip Kelly kind of pushed him out of the way, and then he came back. This is his second duty Go with, the, with the Philadelphia Eagles, so let's remember that. Yeah. Um, the, the, the thing is, is, I think Carson Wentz will have success in Indianapolis. It's, it's made to have success for Carson Wentz in Indianapolis. The, 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 the biggest issue for me is, though, if you believe in Jalen Hurts enough to move on from Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. why would you go get another quarterback that's young with the sixth pick that you don't know anything about other than a few games in college when you can go – could have kept Carson Wentz and figured it out. 
But, or but I don't think they could have, though, Keith, because I feel like Carson another... Wentz forced their hand. I don't think he, Carson Wentz I mean, didn't want to be there. He may have forced their hand, or it can be something there that we, ain't, or we are not even talking about. Because typically, when people decide to just give up on you, it ain't just, I want to get out of here. I don't like this organization. It's a whole lot of other stuff. Locker room, players not really feeling yeah. you, coaches not feeling you, front office people don't like your attitude. It could be all of that. Nobody's saying those things. We keep talking about his on-the-field behavior. Let's talk about his off-the-field behavior over the last four years in that locker room. There was a lot of reports about Carson Wentz not being a great teammate. Here's the thing, Jay. To your point, Mellon, New Jersey, you're on ESPN Radio. Jay just broached it. Mellon, New Jersey, what do you have here? Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah, man, so living in New Jersey, you know, you could watch uh, – you watch the Giants on Fox or sometimes you watch the Eagles games. So watching the Eagles game this year, it looked like Carson Wentz was like literally throwing uh, the ball at people's feet or overthrowing them on purpose. And like you said, over the years, we've been hearing a lot of reports about people not liking him in the locker room and other stuff going on. So I'm just thinking like, was he perfectly doing that? And I hear you not like you, if you're trying to throw games in the NFL, you hurt yourself. But it just looked way too crazy for him not to be doing it on purpose. No, he wasn't. I don't think he was throwing the games and doing that on purpose. I think it was just more. I think it's just more his play. Maybe, maybe uh, you know, shocked about things that was happening to him. He all of a sudden the the game became too fast for him when it was slow. It had slowed down when he had an offensive line. Sometimes he could be as as Zubin would poke fun at Sam Darnold. Maybe he was seeing ghosts at the time. And so hmm. when you look at it for what it's worth. When you start to hear some negative things coming out of locker rooms about certain players, doesn't mean that it's true, doesn't mean that it's right at all. Because, you know, I've had it said about me, which was a damn lie. People just make things up. But when you hear about it, that's what people think. First thing go to mind is, oh, what did he do? How come they don't like him? Why is he pouting on the sideline? Why is he acting this way? And you start to sign of see it, and the organization may have said to themselves, we don't want to align ourselves with that anymore. Let's just part ways. Uh, I respect it. Thanks. Thank you very much. Is that a ghost on your shirt, by the way? I'm just looking at your Man, it's just a logo, man. Don't worry okay, about okay, it. Okay, I'm just, just saying. Come on, man. <laughs> you bring too much attention to certain things. <laughs> okay. You told me. We're on radio. We're on TV. We're everywhere. I got to mention it. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as LeBron and the Lakers host Jimmy Butler in the Heat. Presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most of these ESPN radio stations. And speaking of LeBron and the Lakers... Oh, Tim Legler, the Lakers found that out the hard way last mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. Former three-point champion Joe Harris there. Shorthanded nets over the shorthanded Lakers, but maybe they'll all be, hopefully for the NBA sake, they'll all be at full strength if this is an NBA Finals preview. Who won preview. the three-point contest? Joe Harris, remember that? A couple years ago? Yeah. No. Nah. He was sitting on the end of the bench with LeBron in Cleveland. He's played at Virginia, of course. Jay will remember him. He was an amazing sharpshooter. No, he was I, sitting I on the end him, of the bench. but I don't remember him winning the three. Him and Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Hmm. Him and Malcolm Brogdon on the same team. Pretty good, pretty good there for Tony Bennett, right? Yeah. So let's bring in John Ireland. He was on the call last night. Lakers play-by-play announcer, seven ten, ESPN is the best seat in the house for the seventeen-time world champions. All right, what did you make of last night's game, John? Good morning. Good morning, boys. Good morning, Key. Uh, hey, the Zubin, I, I have a rule that if either LeBron or AD misses a game, I throw it out. Uh, that's how important those two guys are. You're going to be throwing Lakers. out a lot of games, John. You're going to be throwing out a lot of games and coming up, brother. Yeah, I, as a matter of fact, Jay, they, you know, he's going to be out. And I, th- I thought you nailed this from the very beginning. Um, as soon as, as he pulled up lame on that Achilles, 
I looked at the schedule and I thought the way the Lakers normally operate, particularly with those two guys, he's not coming back before the all-star break. And Frank Vogel basically made that announcement last night that, um, that AD is going to be out a minimum of four weeks. But Zubin, to answer your question, um, when I, when I looked and I saw AD wasn't playing and then right before the game, they announced that Dennis Schroeder, who is the Lakers' third leading scorer, it's LeBron, AD, and Schroeder. They announced Schroeder was out for health and safety protocols. So the Lakers were down their second and third leading scorers. And, and I figured that even without KD, the Nets still had two of their three superheroes and, and probably had the edge. And, and that's exactly what happened. Johnny I, what's up, buddy? Key, how you doing? Hey, Key. 70 degrees in Calabasas this weekend. Yeah, I know. Uh, you don't have to continue to remind me, but I'm I'm enjoying <laughs> I'm enjoying the great snow weather and the icy weather and scraping ice off my windshields to get in a car and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, at 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 some point I'll get sunshine in the northeast. Amen. Amen, man. <laughs> hey, so when do when when do or when should I or us start to worry about the Lakers in terms of seeding for the playoffs? When should we worry about that? I I think that, Key, their priorities would be health, number one, uh, and seeding, number two. I don't think they care necessarily if if they – I shouldn't say they don't care, but I don't think it's a priority that they finish with the number one seed. And as a matter of fact, I think Utah is going for it. Every year there's a regular season team that kind of – uh, you know, goes for it from the beginning and and makes the number one seed a very important priority. I don't think that's the Lakers. They know that if they can get Anthony Davis and LeBron James healthy to the postseason, that they can win anywhere. They're 12-3 and three on the road, Key. They started the road season by winning their first 10 games away from Staples. They actually have a better road record than they do a home record. So seeding doesn't matter, but if AD and LeBron aren't healthy, then I, I think that matters a, a, a great deal. They, they've got to get those two guys healthy, which is why I think they're being overly cautious with Anthony Davis. He's going to say, AD was there last night. He looks fine. He's going to say that he can come back in two weeks. They're not going to let him. They're going to rest this thing for a month just to make sure he's safe. John Ireland, Lakers play-by-play team announcer on 710 ESPN and co-host of the Weirdo Mason and John Ireland show uh, on ESPN 710. What are people saying about Utah in the way that they're playing out west now, John? Well, the Lakers have a great deal of respect for him because Quinn Snyder used to be a Laker assistant, the guy who's coaching the Jazz. And they haven't played yet, Key. Uh, they play Wednesday. This Wednesday, Lakers in Salt Lake City. Unfortunately, it's going to be no Anthony Davis again. So we can't really get a true measure of, of what that looks like. But I, I think that if you look at Utah, they're very well coached. They're shooting a ton of threes this year. And you saw last night when Brooklyn shot a ton of threes, how that went for them. And, and they've got a guy in Donovan Mitchell that can get them baskets late with the game on the line. So, I, you know, the question gets asked all the time, are they a hot team that's just going through a hot streak or are they a good team? I think they're a good team. I, I think, in, and by the way, if they get the number one seed, Theoretically, if they go one, Lakers two, Clippers three, that means they wouldn't have to play the Lakers and the Clippers. The Lakers and the Clippers would face each other 
before they would get to Utah, which would be a big advantage for the Jazz. John, are you, are you at all concerned about AD's Achilles? I mean, this is the second time he's tweaked it, and there isn't a good history with bigs with that size and that weight with the way they play on the perimeter, considering that. Uh, it, Jay, it's a good question because anytime you hear the word Achilles, it, it puts fear in the hearts of anybody who's a fan of an NBA team. Because that's, you know, and, and in the case of Laker fans, it makes us think of when it happened to Kobe. Yeah. But I've been assured, and I've talked to a bunch of people, that this isn't necessarily that. This isn't a, like a, a ruptured Achilles, which is, you know, a, a complete career changer. This is the sheath outside the Achilles that's sore, and that's why they're going to rest it. So I'm I'm not worried yet. Um, Anthony Davis played through a lot of injuries last year when the Lakers won the title, and I think they realized that this year, if they can get these two guys healthy to the tournament, they'll be fine. So I, I'm not worried yet, but if it continued to linger, I think the Lakers would be a little bit concerned, but at this point, they're not yet. They're just they're playing it safe, being really cautious with it, and when I say they're not going to put him back out onto the court, I mean, I don't think they're going to put him out there, Jay, if he's even the least bit sore after a practice. I think they're going to wait until he goes through a full workout, a full practice, and then wakes up the next day and has zero pain, and then they'll consider putting him back out there. I think they're going to be overly cautious. John, can, can you put into just a breakdown of what we're witnessing, frankly, with LeBron James? It, it happens every day, and he has dunks, and I know people have LeBron James fatigue. But last night he passed 35,000 points. He's in rare company. Now, how do you put into perspective – what his legacy is it's a great question because i think jay he has lulled us to sleep with his greatness um he he does so many extraordinary things that you go oh well that's just lebron um i came in and started working with the lakers when kobe and Shaq got there in the mid 90s so i covered kobe's entire career kobe's the best pure scorer i've ever seen and lebron has scored more points than kobe which is stunning to me because, you know, you know this, LeBron's not generally looked at as a score-first guy. Exactly. He's going to be top 10 in, probably top 5, in assists and points forever by the time he's done. So uh, he, I've, I've said this before, I've never seen the combination of size, speed, and skill that LeBron James has. You know, Shaq might have been more dominant. Kobe was a walking bucket. But in terms of a complete player and somebody that has no weakness to his game, that's LeBron. He's the best all-around player I've ever seen. Johnny I, let's talk about our other champion in L.A., the Dodgers. What's your over-under on them, 105? It's a lot, Key, but if you think about it, you know they almost pulled that off last year, and they didn't have Trevor Bauer. And now you're adding the reigning National League Cy Young Award winner, to a staff that already had Clayton Kershaw and Walker Bueller. It's not a ridiculous number. Um, 105 is a lot. If I, if I had to bet it, I would probably bet just slightly under because you never know what's going to happen with injuries. But they could do it. They're that good. And they really don't have a ton of weaknesses. They gave up Kike Hernandez, who is their, their like super utility guy. He went and signed with the Red Sox. They gave up Jack Peterson, who they played against right-handed pitchers mm -hmm. in left field. But they've got Chris Taylor, um, who's kind of a super sub that they can plug into those roles. And they got a kid named Edwin Rios, who they want to get some, some innings 
for he's an infielder outfielder. So 105 isn't insane. I know it's, I think that's the highest projection since the Yankees back in the late nineties, they could do it. I, I think it would be, it, things will have to go perfect and they got to not get injured, but 105 is, is doable. I'll put it that way. Back to back for the Lakers, back to back for the Dodgers and 70 degrees in Calabasas this week. And Key, you really are in the wrong spot. Man, I'm not listening to John. John just teasing me. He teases me every week. <laughs> John, thank you so much. I know the day after a game and during the season, it's always tough to hunt you down. But I really appreciate you joining us today, adding some great perspective. AD, LeBron out. The game's a wash. Interesting way to look at it. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. You're welcome, guys. Hang in there, Key. Talk to you. All right. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. Hang in there. Presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. On the way, we know Big Ben is going to the Hall of Fame. One of his old Hall of Fame teammates that really helped him get over the hump to get that first Super Bowl has this. We'll take the bus. Marcus, ultimately, what should the Steelers do with their franchise quarterback here? Number one, Kev, obviously restructure. Try to use Ben as a gap bridger. It signals the end of the Roethlisberger era in Pittsburgh. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Good morning. I'm Zubin Mahenti here with your Sports Center update. Jay will kind of call this a couple days ago. Lakers made it official last night. And that is Anthony Davis is going to be out essentially a month. They were saying reevaluate the cap strain in two to three, but they're going to wait an extra week on the more cautious side. John Ireland, Lakers play-by-play guy, was just on, essentially said, look, when AD doesn't play in a game or LeBron doesn't play in a game, the game is a wash. You can check out John's entire interview, including his thoughts on LeBron passing 35,000 career points when hour four of the podcast posts from the L.A. Lakers to the L.A. Dodgers. Yay! He asked John about this. Caesars William Hill Sportsbook has the Dodgers at 104 and a half wins. That's your over under. Last time we saw something like that, the 99 Yankees were in there in the midst of their run. If you're wondering, when have the Dodgers ever hit 104? Well, back in 2019, that wasn't too long ago, and in 1953. Black history always. Today we honor 
Kurt Flood, who did something in 1969, changing baseball forever, refusing a trade, pushing back against the establishment, went all the way to the Supreme Court. Though Flood lost his case there, baseball did remove what was called the reserve clause, and that paved the way for another term I'm sure you're much more familiar with, free agency, modern free agency. And remember, baseball is one of the only sports of the four major, especially in this country, that doesn't have a salary cap. So him taking a stand and opening up free agency has made players an incredible amount of money that's even hard to calculate. $300 million deals, Trout's $400 million deal. You think about it, it wouldn't have been there at all if it wasn't for Kurt Flood taking a stand. Sports Center is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks. For up to 50% less, tune out the nonsense. Tune in to Straight Talk. But the real question there, Marcus Spears, is what is the immediate future of Ben Roethlisberger and the Pittsburgh Steelers? What's the immediate future of Roethlisberger outside of Pittsburgh if there could actually be such a thing? As you know, he's played every single game of his career in the Steel City. Won a couple Super Bowls, and of course, this guy in the backfield certainly helped Ben get that in Lombardi, one of the great walk-off moments in sports history. And that, of course, is Jerome Bettis, the Pro Football Hall of Famer. He joins us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. And uh, Jay, let's double-team Key here and have a little fun. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> Big J, I got. What kind of violations took place back in the day, man, with Keyshawn in L.A. when you were with the Rams? T- tell me the real stories. The real stories of <laughs> Jerome Bettis and Key. I've heard about these tales. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Although USC is the enemy, I will say that. Um, me and Key, we had a um, a great relationship early on. I do, obviously. Coming from Detroit and going to Notre Dame, I knew what it was like in college at that time. And so I was um, very supportive of Key, and he was taking care of business. So it was, uh, it was, always, it was always great to see him uh, and catch up. Well, hey, look. <laughs> see, him, hey, see, him thrive, hey, see him thrive in the clubs, Jerome. Hey, Bus, that a way to navigate through those times. I, you know, he showed, you put like it this that, way. Right? He baptized me on what the NFL life would be like when you were young. Let's just put it that way. We had some That's right. some exactly. memorable moments when I didn't have the necessary ID to get into some of those places or the appropriate age to get into some of those places. And speaking of things that are appropriate, Bus, the uh, <laughs> Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. I had to transition because Zubin Bus, looked at me. I like that. I love it. Zubin says, get back to sports. I love it. Um, Carson Wentz is on the move to the Indianapolis Colts. And what do you make of that trade happening yesterday? Well, I thought it was really the only trade that was out there. Obviously, everybody looks at Carson Wentz and thinks he's possibly toxic. Uh, Other than the Colts, I think they look at him and say, hey, you know, this guy is – He's got the bones uh, to be a really good quarterback. We just got to get it right back, get him back on the right track. So I thought it was a, it was the only move and the best move, obviously, uh, Philly could make. So I, I think it works for both sides. Uh, I do believe Carson Wentz uh, is capable of being a much better quarterback. I think when you lock, when you saw him last year, everything eroded. Uh, his skills eroded, but also the team eroded around him. There was no confidence. There was no camaraderie. Uh, so as a result of that, when you you know when you're a quarterback and you need everybody in order to be successful, when that it, when nobody is available, 
um, you know, players are in and out of the lineup. You, you have no consistency, no continuity. It it just becomes you know really hard. And when you're fighting with the with the coaches, um, it just doesn't work. So we saw it implode. Uh, but I think you know he's a he's a better quarterback than we last saw. It was just everything kind of you know fell in inward, and and that's where he went. Help us understand, Bus, what it feels like when an organization is kind of sending mixed signals about what they want to do with you. You were a Los Angeles Ram. You were traded to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your former teammate, Ben Roethlisberger, is potentially on the move from Pittsburgh. What does that feel like? It's a frustrating feeling. I, I remember, you know, with the Rams, and I went and had dinner with um, the the management. Um, and me and, you know, my agent and, you know, the, it was the GM, the vice president, uh, and the head coach, and we're all sitting at dinner and, uh, we knew that the relationship had, had run, run its course and, and everybody was, was, was pretty much understanding, but the head coach, you know, said something and, and, and it was Rich Brooks and he said, Oh no, you're my guy. And, and, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to use you and, and, at that point, it was a, you know a bold faced lie, and, and even the, the GM had to say, "Well, well, you know, wait a minute, you know, we're going to consider something." So it was just a, a, a bad place to be in, um, and there was a lot of animosity. And so the best thing was a trade, and, and it you know helped both sides out. So, I don't, but but this is much different in terms of Ben. I, I don't see that that the organization. Is is lying to him or trying to hide anything? It's crystal clear where they are. Uh, the only question is, you know, can they work enough magic uh, to keep him on the team this year? Bus, though, if you're Big Ben and you think you got not one year, maybe two, maybe three years left, is trying to work out a deal with Pittsburgh the best move after you've seen what Peyton Manning was able to do in Denver or after you see what Tom Brady recently was able to do in Tampa Bay? Well, I think when you look at the landscape uh, around the NFL, there's not many of those teams available. You know, Tampa was a very special situation. Um, When you saw all that talent, that year they were – um, on the move from a quarterback uh, perspective. So it, it was just a kind of a perfect storm. When you look around the NFL right now, I don't see that team that says, hey, we've got everything but the quarterback. And, uh, you know, we've got the money to pay you. I, I just don't see that. Now, when you look at the Steelers, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're having some issues, but they've got a, a, a group of receivers uh, that still – um, you know, top notch in my estimation. So I think if I'm being, I'm looking at you know the, the, this team that they're going to be, you know, be able to put around me, um, and still they're going to be a quality football team. Yeah, they're going to have to make some tough decisions on some players, but hopefully, if Ben says, "Hey, listen, I'm not going to be that decision. Let's make something happen. We can work the numbers. Uh, you know, two years." And I'll be the stopgap to uh, helping you find your your next uh, quarterback. I think that makes all the sense in the world. Russ, don't kill the messenger. Is it safe to say that the Browns 
have forced a change of guard in that division over the Steelers? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think when you look at um, what the Browns have done, they, you know, obviously stepped on the scene, obviously beating the Steelers. But when you look at, you know, if I'm the Steelers, I'm looking at that game, and there was a set of circumstances that, under, you know, wouldn't normally happen. You know, you see all the, the things happening in, in the first quarter, but then we rally back and make it a football game. So it doesn't show that the, the Browns are just head and shoulders above um, anybody in that division. So, you know, I, I wouldn't make a decision based on um, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they're a good football team. But uh, when I'm looking at uh, the Steelers, I'm saying to myself, okay, what – uh, what can we bring back and, and what can we build around? And obviously, when you don't have a quarterback um, uh, that you feel can be the franchise guy, then I think you got to start at the quarterback position because I think if the Steelers do not bring Ben back, then they are automatically not a playoff team. And so this defense that they have – is playoff caliber. So the last thing you want to do is vacate the quarterback position because you've got a team that if you if you can bring some the right pieces together, it's still a playoff team and uh and can't compete for a championship. Jerome Bettis, the bus pro football hall of famer, joined us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. Last thing for you, Bus, what should the Houston Texans do with Deshaun? Boy. It's a tough one, but 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 here's here's what they have to do. They have got to uh, trade uh, Deshaun because here's the thing: if you keep him, you you still are going to be picking in the top ten picks next year because you don't have the talent to compete uh, in that division. You just don't have the resources. You've traded all your picks away. You've got a subpar uh, roster. Uh, you don't have any any guys who can who 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 as a defense you get afraid of except Deshaun Watson. So w- when he is the only player that you have, then that's when you get as much for him. You know, they can get two or three first round picks. All of a sudden, now they have a chance to. One, get another quarterback, but two, get some other key areas where they're missing. So I, I just think that, you know, what they're doing is a, is a mistake because if you keep Deshaun Watson, what else do you have? You're still a five, seven, five to seven win football team, uh, and, and it you're going nowhere. So now you, you make the difficult decision uh, to trade Deshaun Watson and you get the resources that you need. Hey, you have the ability to get another quarterback, but also some some other dynamic players that you have rid yourself of from the organization. You just don't have those picks, and you don't have the first round picks. You don't have the draft equity that you had before. So you got to get. You have to trade Deshaun Watson, get the draft equity, and and fill your cupboards again because the cupboards are bare. Great point. See you at Bar One of Roxbury next okay. week. My man, you know who's it. buying? Who's buying now, Bus? Who's buying now? I know who bought back in the day. Oh, Key got me. Key got me. He got me. He got me. I know it. Hey, LA is his city now, so it's all good.
Bus, be careful, because back then there weren't cell phone cams. Now we got oh, cell phone geez. cams. So be careful. Be yeah. careful. You're right. You're <laughs> right. The worst invention ever. <laughs> Great to see you. Thank you, boss. <laughs> All right, guys. Take it easy. Right, Makes sense. Yes. Somebody can throw it. Someone's got to catch it. And much like Carson Wentz, although to another degree, if the relationship is untenable, right? You've said when yeah, guys just, don't want to be there, it can just turn yeah, into a disaster. Yeah, I don't want to be here. On the way, a reminder to tune into college basketball on the way this weekend. Kansas, Texas Tech, a little Big 12. Coverage begins at 1.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. On the way, he was hired to save baseball, but he is he part of the problem that baseball has created? That's next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. That actually happened earlier this morning. On this show, honestly, you never know what's going to happen. That's probably part of the charm. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests. On the Goodyear hotline, so about half of Major League Baseball is reported to spring training. There were 14 teams. The Yankees were out there yesterday. And I just want to ask the fellas this question because we're going to talk a little bit of baseball. Don't worry, not too much. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Jay's a Yankee fan. Key's a Dodger fan. Obviously, huge expectations for both. The Dodgers bringing back Justin Turner, the defending champs. The Yankees adding Corey Kluber. It's a lot. So this, um, I would say a few months ago, Theo Epstein has left the Cubs, as you know. And he joined Major League Baseball as a consultant. Try to help the game. What's going on with the game? Because I think we know you can dance around it and talk around it a million ways. There's something wrong with Major League Baseball. So when he took the consultant job, he said this, quote, It is the greatest game in the world, but there are some threats to it because of the way the game is evolving. Now, this was a real piece of honesty. Quote, I take some responsibility for that, right? Because executives like me who have spent a lot of time using analytics and other measures to try and optimize individual and team performance have unwittingly had a negative impact on the aesthetics value of the game and the entertainment value in some respects. That's a lot of big words. You know, I'd appreciate that key. What he's basically saying there is I ran the Cubs in a way that probably made baseball a little bit more boring. There's not a ton going on on the base pass. It's become a strikeout home run launch angle sport, but it paid off. Now, he's the guy that led baseball down this path, and they've hired him to try to help fix the sport. There's a little bit of irony in there that he's going to try to help Major League Baseball and Commissioner Rob Manfred make the game more palatable, interesting for younger people, even though he was on the front edge of scaling the game down to where it is today. So I simply ask you, as two guys that watch baseball, watch two of baseball's legendary outfits, 
What could baseball do? Like these seven inning doubleheaders that are going to continue. Like what could baseball do to get you back more into it? Well, I'm into it, but for others, I, I think they, first of all, they need to speed up the game, right? Because it's, sometimes it's long. The three batter minimum, yeah, all that it's, stuff. It's long. The lefties coming in it, all the time. You know, you can go, you can go to the restroom, get something to eat, stand in long lines, do the whole deal, and you're still in the same inning, right? I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, so it becomes long. I think the DH in both leagues is huge. I think that, that has to continue. I, don't, I personally would like to see them eliminate the shifting. Okay. Like I, don't, I don't like all that. All of a sudden, you don't shift everybody to the right because you know he can't go opposite field. But you don't I see that as strategy? As an NFL player. I don't player, like it. If, you're, if your position coach broke down 10 hours of film and said, Key, you need to do this when facing this cornerback, isn't that the same as shifting? We're it, losing it, the numbers. It, it we're is. using the analytics to our advantage. It is, but it just it, – I don't like it. I don't like it because it, 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 it's boring. It makes it boring. If I know you're going – to the, the right side of the infield every single time because you can't go opposite, then I, it's just like, okay, well, we already know what this is getting ready to be. Oh, see, told you. Now he's out. Instead of just paying it the traditional way, let's just, you know, if a guy wants to come in, Head the infield little. wants to come in because yeah. something's going on and they want to, a shortstop wants to go deep, mm-hmm. center fielder wants to slide over a little bit. But when you take, you literally shift everybody over and there's a huge gap there, Jay, I'm like, Come on, man. No, I'm with you. You know, I'm really big into sports business all the time. And one of the things I always see is when athletes are attached to certain things, if that's A-Rod launching a SPAC, a SPAC is a special purpose acquisition um, company that people are using now to come out and buy out big companies. And Theo Epstein is part of a SPAC now that he's raised $275 million. I was thinking about, is he going to try to own a team? Where is he going to go? And Evan actually, Wilner, our producer, said this in our text chain the other day. He said the next commissioner of baseball. And it, it's really fascinating when you start thinking about Theo Epstein and understanding the way Rob Manford is viewed by players and by fans. Could Theo Epstein be the next commissioner of baseball? It might be trending in that direction. It's a great point. Baseball wants to expand. Portland, Oregon would love a team. Nashville, Tennessee. There's a lot of burgeoning markets around the country where people are moving to that want baseball. Portland, Oregon? Yeah, Portland, Oregon. Russell too Wilson's close, involved too, in that. Too close to Seattle, though, right? Right. There's some territorial issues there, but yeah. Russell Wilson's actually a big investor along with Sierra trying to bring it there. It's like Washington, D.C. and Baltimore, but the distance is further. I like how Nashville's you feel, a big one, though. I like how you didn't forget the wife. That's good. <laughs> I, I, I it's like a team it. effort. No, I, I get it. Zoom, what, I, I, Russell Wilson, I, it's here. You couldn't forget that. Have you ever been to Dodger Stadium? I have never been to Dodger. You, Jay? I have. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you got to when you go to Dodger Stadium, zooming, you got to get you a Dodger dog. Hot dog. Hot dog. Okay. And I'm only time I eat a hot dog is if I'm at Dodger Stadium. The grill. Don't get the steam. Okay. It, it's got to be a grilled Dodger dog. Okay. And you got to put the onions and the ketchup and maybe some mustard on it. Okay. Or maybe not onions, depending on who you're talking to. Right. That's but, a lot of stuff for me. But it's so good. Are you a minimalist with the hot dog, Zubin? Is that. Oh, yeah, saying? yeah. Plain dog. I know I'm like the Dodge only dog. Guy. What? Plain dog. Grill, Nothing Dodge on dog? it? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Grill, but not steam. Don't get the steam. You don't <laughs> want that soggy thing. <laughs> no, that thing I, is, I, oh, I can't God. do the steam dogs. No, no. no. Grilled. No. Grill it. Dodge yeah. dog. So we'll see. If Farmer we John. Farmer John? That's the name so of the hot dog. Not Corey, hot dogs, the farmer in New efficient. York, is that, I'm confusing you with not Corey. Like no, Farmer John, some of the greatest pork dogs going. Everybody have yourself a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. Who knows who will have been $31 avocado toast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.